Hey, welcome to Shine. This is Monica Ramey. I am looking forward to chatting it up with you tonight. Guys, we have a super special guest on here tonight. I have been looking forward to having him come on here. We are going live tonight with co-founder of Spirit Fuel, Thomas Griffin. You are going to just be held up in the glory cloud tonight because he's going to be coming on and leading us in some prophetic worship or whatever he wants to do. So um, I'm excited to have him on. We're going to bring him right in and share this broadcast and um, get ready for some glory. Amen. Hey, Thomas. Hey, uh, <laughs> this has kind of been a long time coming. We were planning on this a while back, but you know, life just kind of gets in the way. But man, it's yes. awesome to be here tonight. Thank you for having Honor me. to have you. Yeah, it's good. I've just gotten off of a broadcast with Darren Canning and Man, we were like so lost in the glory, like we didn't even know how to stop it. You know, that's when it's really good. Oh, that's awesome. Like, you know, you just don't like, how do you stop it? You just, you don't want to. So I'm feeling like we're just going to continue in that river. It's the river of God. It's not the Darren Canning River. It's the river of God. And we're going to have a a great time tonight. We We saw miracles tonight. We saw people that were suicidal delivered. We saw, I mean, God will do in moments of his presence, anything that he can do to reveal his love to everybody here. I'm just excited. I'm going to shut up. I'm excited too. It's wonderful. It's an honor to have you. Just feel free to flow. And um, if you guys have a prayer request, make sure you go ahead and post it. If you're watching the replay, welcome. And um, post your prayer request as well. We're happy to have you here as well, guys. Let us know where you're coming from. And um, any prayer requests, go ahead and type them. So, Thomas, I'm just going to hand this over to you, and you can bring us on in. Thomas Griffin. Amen. Well, the the reality is, is his presence was already here. And what we're praying for is we're praying for God, even now, right now, that you take the blinders off and you just let us see in the spirit like we've never had before. Eyes to see and ears to hear like we've never had before that we would grow in our understanding and awareness of just how much you really are already here. Thank you, Lord, that you're all in all. Thank you. Thank you. I just love your presence. As you're listening tonight, some of you can already tell the glory of God's here. It's him. It's his love for us. You can't manufacture that. You can't cause it to happen. He chooses to show up because he loves us and wants to fellowship with us. And I want to tell you right where you're at right now, he wants to fellowship with you. He don't care where you've been, what you've been doing, what you didn't do, what you failed to do, what you, your mind is full of. He is not worried about what your mind is full of because his mind is already full of you. He wants fellowship. He is after your heart. So I'm praying that as we worship that I want to ask the question, how many of you will actually worship? You're not here just to listen to someone sing. If that's you, if you really are here to worship together, to get to know our father even more together, just type me. I'm going to ask, where are the hungry? Where are the worshipers? If that's you, just type me so I know who I'm with tonight. It, you know, and if, if nobody did, we'd still keep going, Monica. But it's, right. good, it's good to know. <laughs> like me. That, yeah, me, me. It's good to know that we're here with, you know, people that are after the same things. Because t- I don't know about you, but we don't need another meeting. 
We don't need another broadcast. We don't need anything but his presence. His presence. Awesome. Kathy, Barbara, Christina, Dixie. Awesome. I'm so glad, guys, that you, you're coming with your eyes fixed looking for him. Because you're going to see what you're looking for tonight. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they are filled. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's just get in. Let's just go in. Let these songs, let it be a conversation between you and the Lord. And I love, I love, I love your presence. And I love, I love, come on, you and Jesus right now. I love your presence. And I love, I love, I love you, Jesus. I love, I love, I love your presence. In the glory. presence I find a rest for my soul in the depths of your love a river makes me whole here we go come on every heart say and I love I love I love your presence and I love I love I love your presence And I love, I love I love you, Jesus I love, I love I love your presence from your heart from the deep place I love I love I love your presence come on he knows he knows he knows the hunger that burns deep he knows He knows how much you love him. Look, he looks into the heart. Men look at what you do. Okay, are they praying enough? Are they reading their word enough? Are they paying their dues? 
Don't let men put those religious things around your neck. Those are not weights you were meant to carry. I want to talk to someone that may be feeling like you, you're disappointed with yourself because you don't pray enough. The voices of men and looking at other people in their spiritual lives make you feel like you're less than adequate, that you're not doing your best. Listen, true love, I want to free you right now in the name of Jesus. True love has no requirements. He doesn't require you to read a certain amount of the Bible to love you. He doesn't require you to do enough goods to love you. He doesn't even require you to wake up every day and even remember him to love you. But it sure helps with relationship when you do. But his love has no requirements. Men have requirements. They try to put requirements on you. So I want, to be, I want you to be free. That condemnation over not being Christian enough has got to go and it's got to die right now in the name of Jesus. If that's you, maybe you might even want to say it. You know, that's me. I've been struggling with feeling like I'm not Christian enough. I want you to be free and know that, that Jesus, he doesn't require those things of you, but he wants those things from you. Why? Not because he wants you to know the Bible. He wants you to know him. Not because he wants you to pray and prove that you're a good prayer or intercessor, but because he wants to have communication with you. His precept over everything that he does and wants you to do is love. He loves your heart. There was a time where we taught in church incorrectly that God was after our worship. And he was never after worship. That's an egotistical God that says, praise me, praise. I don't know that God. But the God I know said that he's after those that worship in spirit and truth. He's after the heart. It's not about the songs. It's about the heart. So I'm asking you right now that if you truly want to go deeper, if you truly want to know him more, sing these songs in truth. And I love I love I love your presence And I love I love I love your presence I love your you know, he just loves to spend time with you. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves yes he loves you he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves, oh, loves. and David he knew how to encourage himself in the Lord. Sing it like this. He loves me. Oh, 
Put your hand over your heart. Some of you that are discouraged, not feeling worthy of love, put your hand over your heart right now. Let his love heal you. He loves me. Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves me. There's a peace right here. Come on, just receive. Come on, tune into the sound of heaven. It's peace. There's peace and power to transform your circumstance. God interventions are happening, but... It's about order. Take your eyes off your problems and put them on the remedy. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they would not bow because they understood that whatever they put above them, whatever they put their focus on the idol that was raised, whatever they would look up to, they would bow to. And whatever they bowed to, they surrendered and served. Sometimes there's a small shift that has to happen where we're looking at our problems. We're so in, weighed down in discouragement and disappointment or just frustration. Shift your eyes to things above. When you worship, you literally establish that God is above those things. Because while you could be focusing on how you feel and how something has caused you to feel or someone has done something or how hard something is or the pain in your body from sickness or health issues while you could be focusing on that you say God you're better you're greater than I'll set my mind above and I'll not give focus more to my problems than my creator 
And when your heart comes into holy order that you will give more focus to your creator than your problems, you'll never have a problem that he doesn't fix. Because what you establish above, he can work in. What you establish him above, he can work in. He's the name above all names. Worthy of all praise. My heart will sing how great is our God. Come on above sickness and disease. He's the name above all names. Depression, anxiety. Worthy of all praise. So my heart will sing how great is our God. Is an awesome God he reigns from heaven above. With wisdom, power, and love, our God is an awesome God. Come on, you're putting him above your circumstance. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. With wisdom, power, and love, our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. My God, how great you are. How great, how great you are. Come on, release this praise to him. This worship is directly to him in response to knowing, be still and know that he is God and he is more than enough. Sing it from your heart, from the deep place in victory. My God, how great you are. How great, how great you are. God, how great you are, how great, how great you are. My God, how great you are, how great, how great you are. Come on, you're going to get through with praise tonight, come on. My God, how great you are, how great, how great you are, you are great, you do miracles so great, there was no one else like you, there is no one else like you. You are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you, 
There is no one else like you. Come on, this is intimacy, you and Jesus. Talk to him. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like my father. Like my brother, he sticks closer than a brother. There's no one else like you. No one else like you. There is no one else like you're all I want. Come on, just tell him. You're all I've ever needed. You're all I want. Help me know you. Sing it from your heart, say You're all I want Only you can satisfy You're all I've ever needed You're all I want me know you I know I know that you help me know you I'm near he's here want to jump in right now if anybody needs healing in their body i want you to post um in your in your body if you need healing go ahead and post and let us know Trust your heart, you never stop working. 
I trust your heart. You never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Mm -hmm. Lots of people. Mm. Man, it's healing, isn't it? There's, yeah. he there's healing flowing right now. Yeah. yeah. Tell him, say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
receive, receive, receive. Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. Let faith arise in your soul. Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. He will heal you and make you whole. He will heal you. He has healed you. He will heal you and make you whole. He makes all things new. He will restore you. He makes all things new. He will restore you. He'll wipe the tears from your eyes. Heal the pain that's deep inside. Don't be afraid. Never hide. He's come to give you life. And He makes all things new. He will restore you. Makes all things new. He will restore you. Now let him sing over you. I make all things new. I will restore you. I make all things new. I will restore you. Come on, he sings over you. I make all things new I will restore you I make all things new I will restore you nothing's wasted no regrets in my presence there's nothing wasted, not a moment, not a trial, not a victory. Nothing's wasted. Even when you thought you messed it up, when you thought you failed, I used that too. Nothing's wasted. And I make all things new. I will restore you.
Just encourage yourself. Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible. Cause I believe you're my healer. I believe you are. Jesus, you're all I need. I believe that you're my portion. I believe you're more than enough for me. Yes, you are. Jesus, you're all I need. Doesn't have to come my way. Doesn't have to be my idea, doesn't have to be today. But Jesus, you're all that I need. Your timing is perfect in me. Oh, nothing is impossible. I believe nothing is impossible. No, 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 nothing. sons and daughters in your hands His arm is not too short to reach Redemption's coming to your house His arm is not too short to reach them all Love wins, love wins His arm is not too short to reach His ministry is so great, so wide, so deep, he can win their hearts. Nothing is impossible. Even the hardest heart he can melt. Even the toughest nut he can crack. Nothing is impossible. He makes believers out of unbelievers. Just ask Thomas. Just ask Thomas. At some point he was no longer doubting Thomas. But all things are possible to those who believe. And we believe nothing is impossible. Every broken place. Every place of lack, every place, his grace is just so much more than enough. He, he's the, he's the remedy. Come on. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. 
是有容安宁。You're more than enough for me. 其实是有容安宁。Such a beautiful healing anointing on here tonight.、Um, we've had people that have said they've felt relief, had pain all day, and felt relief.、Um, thank you, God. You know, I don't want to interrupt one second of this. It's like I know he said. <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> I'm caught up in your presence.、Yeah. I just wanna stay here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never wanna leave. I think he's Monica. I think he's really working on value systems. There's a reason why the culture is like exposing value systems as to whether there's right or wrong or holy or not or just or not, because it's a reflection of what's going on inside the body. Is that the Lord's going? Where are your priorities? Is it church? Is it meetings? Is it your job? Is it life? Is it occupying? Or is his presence going to be preeminent? What he's doing is he's causing even the things. You know, I, I was watching some people watch.、Uh, I was at a restaurant and they were watching sports. They didn't watch sports the same way they used to before COVID. Even the things that always made us happy and satisfied our souls. I got to where I don't even watch TV. I don't watch movies. I, I mean, it's rare because all those things that used to occupy so much space on the canvas of my life, the Lord told me one day, "There's no room to paint anymore, son." And I had to flip the page and start over. And He's good. He's faithful to start over and make us new. But what he's doing, I believe, Monica, I think that he's using all these things to shake all the things that really didn't satisfy, 
and we're seeing it for what it is that I don't need all those things that I used to think. I used to think that I needed to go to Starbucks twice a day. And I used to think that I needed to go to a movie at least twice a week to be happy because I liked going out. You know, during this lockdown, there I found that there's a lot of things I don't need. I thought I did. <laughs> and what's happening is he's making room for himself because we said, God, we're hungry. He says, okay, if you're hungry, I'll make room. I'll start taking away the things that you put in my place. And it's not a bad thing. He takes away, but he gives. He will never, ever, 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 ever take away more than he gives. He will always outgive himself. And so if he takes, you know, he locked us down. Well, I say he, but he worked it for our good that we would realize that, you know what? We don't even need church services the way we thought we did. No, we need the gathering of the saints. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to come together just to come together. You know, it's so few and far between when I get to come together with people at church. I want to know that they're after his presence. I don't want to play church games. I'm not playing church anymore. Because <laughs> if the only time I get to go to church, look at you letting me do all the talking here. If, if, if they get me to go to church, it's so precious to me because I haven't been able to do it that I don't want to waste time with people that are playing church. And it's stirring up value systems and it's making us question is he really in it? And he is. He's all in all. But where is the one thing that is only going to satisfy me? There's only one thing. Nothing satisfies us like the sound of his voice calling our name. His presence is the only thing that satisfies. And the reason why people can't get happy right now is because they keep trying to walk without his presence. I'm sorry, but that's truth. I'm sorry. I know what our flesh does to, I know what enmity towards God in our mortal beings does and how it pushes away from God. And there's a part of it that's not even, it's our responsibility, but it wasn't even really our fault. We were born into it that just says, I'll try to live tomorrow on today's portion and see how it works out. There's a self-government that says, let me see how long I can go until I'm completely dry and need a bailout. Because we don't like to have a government other than ourselves. Because that's the flesh. That's what the flesh does. So... What we're realizing is because our culture seems to get harder and harder and more crazy every day that we need a new portion. And you know what? He's going, yeah, I've been saying that all along. If Jesus, the son of God, the creator of all the earth and beyond and the architect of love said, give me this day my daily bread, father. If Jesus needed his daily bread from his father. How can we expect to walk with happiness, with joy, with peace, if we forsake daily bread? You are wired to need his presence. That would be like trying to live without water. You are wired to need water. You're wired to need food. And I'm telling you, you may be able to live tomorrow off of today's portion, but come five days, come six days, Come seven days, you can't live off of that portion anymore. There are a lot of people confusing depression, fear, and anxiety with hunger. You think something's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you. 
You just aren't walking with what you need, no different than if you didn't drink for a couple of days. Disorients you. You don't function like you're supposed to. His presence, again, is the remedy. What value system are you seeing shaken in your life? Nothing's going to satisfy. Not anymore. We need him too much. Come on. All right, I'm going to quit talking so you can get on your broadcast. You're not. No, listen, it's supposed to be this way. <laughs> I, uh... Powerful, powerful stuff. Um, I mean, wow. You know, I just want to say this is what God is doing. Um, everything you're saying is really just just right on. Um I released a word about making room, you know, it had that in there. I released a prophetic word about um, those who make room for him will be rewarded because it's really, um, that was just a little piece of it, but um, he is exposing hearts. He's exposing the things that are above him and um, that, that don't make room for him because when we make room, when we, you know, we find life, when we lose our life, we find it. And that's when we lose the things that are sitting on our, the thrones of our hearts or our minds, whether that's a person, whether that is a family member or whether it's an addiction, whatever those things are, um, when we surrender, um, we find him. And that's really, that's really what it's about. It's, it's recognizing that we're one with him and we can't be without him. We can't function right without him. We're in dysfunction when, when we're not with him it's really the truth and we find ourselves in dysfunction but i really want to say um i just want to um you know there was healing being released on this this broadcast tonight in the sound god is releasing a sound i heard you say something on one of your videos um and it's something that i teach when i talk about the prophetic it's like you know people hear in frequencies some people can hear and some people can't well the sound was releasing healing yeah tonight Amen. and you can step into that and, and if you're um, just you know coming on right now come back and watch the replay and step into this beautiful healing virtue that was being released in this song yeah. super powerful um so um keep posting your prayer requests i want to jump back into a little bit of interview mode here because okay. i want to get this conversation going um into a couple things that i felt like the lord was speaking to me even about you um, so first of all, Thomas Griffin, tell us, um, who you are and you are the co-founder of spirit fuel. Um, and you can tell us about the other founder as well sure. about your beautiful wife and your children. Give us who you are. Absolutely. Well, let me turn this reverb off here. Let's see, like I'm in a cabin ca cavern. Well, um, yeah, I, I'm, a, you know, a husband of 18 years. We got married very young. I have um, six awesome, beautiful boys. I have a two-year-old that likes to beat me up. Yeah, six. They say we're one, we're one child away from a TV show. So, <laughs> um, it, busy, busy is kind of our MO, our method of operation around the house. Um, but they, they're all beautiful men of God. They all sing and play and worship and know the Lord's presence and they know the wow. Lord and they know how to pray and they'll, they'll stop in the middle of a theme park and lay hands on you. Um, they, I have tremendous fruit. It's not fruit of myself. It's, 
I was so young, I didn't know how to be a father. So I just kind of passed the job and said, Abba, <laughs> you're going to have, you're going to have to do Help. this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and likewise, being a husband, you had to, I had to look at Christ's example and learn that it took years, but I'm, I'm so very blessed. I have, um, a, a great family that loves the Lord and we have a heart after revival. I grew up in revival. I grew up with the dad was a, a evangelist. He's still alive. He's a amazing minister anointed and um he was my best friend he was my mentor and uh he's just a mighty mighty man it leaves a legacy of um a.a a. allen jack co healing areas eras he had tent revivals thousands before there was ever mega church he was doing it you know and god was um god was re really a tremendous legacy so um you know about seven years ago the lord i went shifted from you know being kind of media guy slash piano boy for ministries to actually being, you know, full-time worship, doing prophetic things, um, declarations, moving in and shifting in, into um, word of knowledge and prophetic and all these things. And uh, there was a shift that happened in my life where I came out from behind the keyboard, which is very uncomfortable for me, <laughs> uh, to be honest, where I came out from behind the keyboard. It wasn't pulpit ministry just alone. It was business as well. And um, God introduced me to a young man named Joel Yunt, and um, you may have known Bill Yunt. Bill is a Charisma Magazine writer, Elijah List. He's just, uh, I cry thinking about him. He's just a father to me. It, it's, it could never replace my own father, but man, if there was another one right next to him, it would, wow. it would be, he's the real deal, and um, humble and full of wisdom and anointed and a grace to teach and all that is generationally in his son, Joel. And I, I, Joel is an awesome minister and writer, but he, you know, we're just two young preachers kids. And, and our pastor said, Hey, Thomas does business stuff and marketing and this, and you want to start something and y'all get together. And, um, we, we had a meeting and nothing happened for four months. I thought that was a weird visit. That was a weird kid. <laughs> I said, like, he comes over, he's talking to me like he wants to build something, but he doesn't know what he's going to build. So uh, it's just like God to do something like that, you know, just to send you, say, go build it, but I haven't told you what it is yet. You yeah. know, you'll find out when you read the first page and you won't know the second until you get to, <laughs> you know, until you're done with the first. But it, it's just one of those things where um, after church, one, four months later, Joel came to me and he said, uh, I've got a name. And the long story short is that he turned a page around that he had written the name Spirit Fuel on it. And it was like a thousand volts of electricity went through me and I knew that's what I'm going to be doing with my life. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it is, but I knew that's what I'm going to be doing with my life. That was seven years ago um, to last month. And um, for seven years, we have reached over uh, several million people, but we've we've had over 100,000 people sign up for our daily prophetic emails. We have some of the most incredible writers. I don't know if you ever heard of Monica Ramey. She's on there. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we Jojo Dawson and, and of course, Bill Yai and Doug Addison and Charlie Champ. We just, it's kind of like Elijah's, we're a baby Elijah-less. They kind of pioneered and, and set, you know, one model and we're, we're trailblazing after that and pioneering in our own things as well. But God birthed something beautiful and like by the, it, it hit me like three years in, there was a labor of love where it just wouldn't get off the ground. But three years in, it took off. God put his hand on it. He kissed it and it was blessed. And uh, we went to thousands and thousands of viewers and readers overnight. Some God introduced me to some people that helped me learn. And, and the, the, he built it, you know, he really did build it. 
and uh, it was powerful, but it hit me one day. Like I woke up at like 11, I slept in and by the time I had woken up, 10,000 people had been ministered to from the time I went to sleep to the time I woke up. Wow. And I went, Oh my gosh, the vehicle of the internet is the next vehicle for the glory of God to cover the whole earth. And I was, that was it. I was that three years, you know, four years later, here we are shifting and doing some different things, but still growing and still one of the fastest prophetic growing networks. And God is so good. He's it's, it's been an adventure and it's had its ups and downs, but man, to touch so many lives and, and not only that, but to get people like you, Monica, that have substance and connect you with hungry people. Cause I, I always see like there's hungry people and, and there's people that have substance, but there's no bridge. Like no. the people with substance are, they don't want to be known. And so they're not known. And so the hungry people never find them. <laughs> so, so there's this little caveat that I've intended to be a bridge and fix. And with Joel, um, daily, Joel and I do this, we steward this and it's just a blessing. It's just a wow. blessing. You know, um, wow. Because, uh, honestly, I want to just, you really just gave a little segue into what I want to talk about. That All was right. beautiful. You I know, did something he, right. <laughs> yeah, you know how he does it, but I'll yeah. tell you, um, you know, I was thinking about you, um, and you know, this was, and I know it's God. Okay. Because it's like, it's happening and I'm watching it happen right now, but I really, have a word that that he's been stirring around in me about um, the last will be first, and um, and God is really bringing the back of the line to the front of the line in this season. And um, you know, he spoke to me about the eleventh hour workers coming on the scene, and we are really seeing it happen at this time. People who have been, um, you know, you you um, he called you, you know, from behind the scenes but you were doing amazing, powerful things in different arenas. Right. Um, but he was saying, now, now I'm going to pull you forward and, and even stretch you a little bit yes. and bring you out here. And let's we're, but what he wanted to reveal his heart because you carry that. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, you release that um, we feel it and we know it. Um, it's, you know, there's such an anointing on your music. And, um, you know, I also know that you have um, honed that as well. You know, you've been a faithful, good steward. You can just, you know, we see it and we know. Um, so in saying that, um, I really felt like you are a prophetic picture of what God is doing on the earth right now. There is a shift taking place and people who have depth and, um, and love and ministry and so many things that are inside and that have been developed, that have been nurtured, and um and have grown into a thing but haven't had an outlet or haven't had a connection um things are it's the same thing it's like god brought us all back and reset us into a new place and now he's bringing people to the forefront so i just want to speak a word of encouragement over you you that um you know that god is doing this so if you've been one of those people that um, you know, you know that you have something to release, but you don't know. I'm not saying you're going to be the next um, Billy Graham or this and that, but there's a shift coming. It's here really now. Yeah. And um, and God is bringing I had a dream that um, there was a huge tidal wave coming in and the tidal wave had faces of ministers um, rolling in onto the seashore and and going in on, on onto wow. the land. Wow. It, they rolled wow. right wow. in 
onto the land and they were new ministers and, and the Lord was telling me about the changing of guards that's happening. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it was funny because I was one of the faces on, on the waves and a couple other people and, and God actually had me ordained with the other person that was next to me on the wave. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. I, and I told him that the day where I was like, I had this dream and you and I were, you know, yeah. um, so I, you know, I really just feel like this is what God's doing on the earth right now. Well, let me speak to that yeah. because um, there's there's a couple things there. Uh, number one, changing of the guard is is really good news to people that aren't in the guard. Um, mm -hmm. So there are going to be people that don't understand the shift. And uh, you know, for those of you, first off, every single one of you have something to give. That's right. Every single one of you, but don't go after going giving love to nations if you can't cross the street to your neighbor. Um, so be careful of that, that you don't have delusions of grandeur because, because that, that really kept me for uh, in deception. And the problem with being in deception is you don't know you're deceived for many years. I was chasing delusions of, of grandeur like that, that I was wanting to go to nations, but God was wanting me to love my, my wife better. And I had to learn how to minute, you know, the Lord actually called me. This is so wild. It's part of my story, but, um, God called me for like, like 13 months out of ministry, um, Really, it was like a four-year span. I barely did anything for four years, but specifically nothing for 13 months. And he said, until you learn to pray and minister for your family members, you Preach. will not reach outside of your home. I, I have, he, he sealed it. Like he said, you will not have influence outside your home until you have influence inside your home. And I had to learn how to turn to my sister who has seen every mistake that I've ever made and say, you know, I feel like the Lord's saying, and I, and I had to learn how to lay on a cross when, when my pride said I deserve to be right, you know, and all these things. But it, it, there's this, there's this, there is a, every single person on here has a portion to share. Um, there's so many scriptures that reflect that, but the greatest parable is when Jesus, not parable example was when Jesus sat with the 12 at the last supper, he gave to each one of them a portion of his body and blood. So each one of us, so every person on the insignificance is a lie, ball face lie from hell. Every single one of you have something to, to reach, pour out and do. You have a ministry and it isn't to go witness it. We, we got it wrong. I, there's nothing wrong with going out and handing tracks, but you were supposed to live your life in a love fashion. That is a witness on its own that people look and go, okay, if God's like that, I want it. Come on. And, and so your ministry starts in your house. It starts with your loved ones and, and you like, oh, well, you know, they don't want me to pray for them. They don't like God. They don't want anything. Religion separates. us. Well, Jesus loved people that didn't love him back for a long, long time. Okay. True love has no requirements of you to love me back or whatever. So ministry starts at home. Those of you with ministry calls, but I do want to say for seven years, I, I built spirit fuel uh, withdrawal in a fashion that nobody knew our names. Like we were reaching tens of thousands of people every day. You got to understand from a minister's perspective, here I am building a ministry platform that's promoting ministers, but I can't promote myself. The Lord said not to. The, I mean, the Lord said, don't do it. It's, it's, I'll decide when. And I, till this day, even though I've ministered on, on that platform, I don't, Joel chooses that when that happens, if it happens. It's at the leading of the Lord. And there was a day that came um, when the transition happened, I went from the pit to the palace as far as visu visibility. But w by the time that, um, I, that happened, my heart was so like the value system was so honed in Come on. from years and years of not being seen and then dying to that need of being seen. Come on. It's almost like he waits until you, you just don't want it anymore. And then he goes, 
until right. it fills so, it out of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's like that thing that I always tell like young ministers, the first thing you need in ministry is to be delivered of a need to be in ministry. <laughs> you know, oh, if you need that to, to, to understand your identity, then your identities and what you do and not who <clears throat> you are. So anyways, I know I'm going fast, but I want to say this, that the uncovering, there are people that were like David that weren't even worthy to be in the room for consideration. You will be called to write books. You will be the whisper that influences an influencer that gets out to, to hundreds of millions. But it may not come the way that you want. It may be simply calling that person saying, can we have coffee? And you say something that provokes something in them and they go light the world on fire. It's still you. It's still you doing in submission. So if understand, number one, that as you do come, as the Lord is shifting people out um, from behind the scenes, understand that. Um, that God, that, that, that ministry doesn't define who you are. It should never define who you are. You, a, a minister is not who I am. I am a son, a son of Abba and I, I'm a father and I am a husband. And then, you know, I'm a minister in practice, but minister doesn't make me Christian. And even Christian, you're a son and daughter <laughs> first, you know, yeah. it, it, through Christ. Because that's how we are. But there's this identity. So be careful as you're coming. I'm speaking. I feel like I'm speaking to a group this of people that's, that's coming out. They're coming out into visibility. Yeah. Be careful that you understand that he's the God. It's like uh, he's got to be both the God of the sling and the rock. It's got to be God when you're handling it. And it's got to be God when you release it and let it go. It can't be you. It Amen. can't be you. So as you're coming out and you're becoming visible, understand that you have to hide in Christ. You have to hide in Christ. Here's what I want to say above and beyond it all. The second thing that I touched on is that a lot of people that are currently in guard um, won't understand the shift and they yeah. may actually reject you. They may be uncomfortable with it. And there are fathers that will welcome sons and daughters, but right now um, there's been just some circumstances. So expect it and choose to forgive them already when they don't That's understand right. that. And what I'm talking about is, is if you've been sitting in a church for 30 years, you have a ministry, but your pastor won't even let you hand out the bulletins, forgive them and let them go and go do focus on the Lord and not them. Okay. And so, but here's the, here's the key, here's the, the takeaway. Here's the biggest takeaway right now that I'm telling you and that I know that I know that I know that I heard when you said this. Yeah. Put on humility like a coat. Don't let, don't wait till the Lord has to humble you. <laughs> you don't want to go down that path. But, but here's what I'm saying. The people that God will entrust influence to, are you ready? You want to be that person? The people that God will entrust influence to are people that will lead those that look upon them and listen to them back to him. Come on. Those are Every the ones time. that he's trusting with influence. He there's he's actually defunding and imploding some ministries that have been given time to point back to the father, but they keep building themselves. And so they're 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 going away. They're like a vapor. It's like they don't worry. Some of them, it feels like even massive ones. It's like they didn't even exist because it was about them and their empire. And their, right. their, they were building their kingdom, not the kingdom. And so, so if you want to be one of the people that God will entrust with influence to represent him, to be salt and light, the ones that he's going to give the big impacts to are the ones he can trust and not take glory for themselves. Mm -hmm. Can I jump in there? I'm done. <laughs> Let me say this too. Um, this I was standing in my pastor's wife's kitchen um, about eight years ago, and the Lord said, "Monica, I'm going to show you how your culture has impacted Christianity." 
Mm. I just heard that sentence mm. and that's all I got. And then um, as the years started going by, um, you know, I was one of those people that I've been saying the same stuff about reform and the body of Christ and seeing all these things prophetically, <clears throat> excuse me, that I wasn't allowed to speak. Mm. So um, I wa the Lord wouldn't let me release it and no one wanted to hear it. And it was all rejection, rejection until it was time. So he used that to birth me as an intercessor and, I, um, and to develop a relationship with him. This isn't something I like or even wanted to do. Yeah. And he said, I'm taking you by way of media. Yeah. So I get into this media thing. It comes to me. They're asking me to go on. Will you go on Vision TV and pray? Will you come and do this? And I'm thinking, this really is a media thing. I had to go get inner healing and deliverance <laughs> to get in front of a camera. It was that was this is how far it was off of my radar. Wow. And so wow. my identity was not this. And I um, so but I had to come into agreement with what he said. And I'm telling you this for a reason. That's one of the reasons I know that he picked me to do this. And and so if God says, you said be an influencer, if you want to be an influencer, that may mean to homeless people. Yeah. Absolutely. That may mean to, um, you know, some it, it's it doesn't mean this. And so I think that what one of the things God was showing me is in this crazy culture that we have um, in America, especially the Western church, we think that we've seen this model and this is what to attain to. And it's actually it's the same. This is what the Lord was showing me. I've got a whole thing on this that I've been working on for, for about a year now. But it's like <clears throat> he's tearing that down, guys. It's getting tore down. We're coming back to what's real. It's about your boots being on the ground and doing not my will. You said grandeur, delusion. You were walking around with this. Um, I'm telling you, that's the thing he's tearing down. Yeah, it's, it's a it's distraction. Huge. It's a, it's a huge distraction. And it's, it's actually, actually demonic. It's rooted in pride. Yeah, it it's, is. Yeah, that's how the enemy yeah. said, I want to be like the most high or I want, I want. It's like, no, not my will. Your will. And so when we find, I've got the greatest book that changed my life. I tell it all the time. I don't even promote my own book. I, I promote someone else's. But I tell you, it's, it's called A Life God Rewards by Bruce Wilkinson. Wow. And let me tell you something. The book talks about what you do for God is what matters. Yeah. It's not, everything else will be burnt up. When you get down to the nuggets, we can choose and do and build and do all of these things. But is it the will of God for your life? And so this is the reset that he's bringing us back to. He's taking us home. Yeah. Home and, where his heart is. And a lot of what that, now, now let's, that's, that's the knowledge. What that looks like in, in understanding in their practical life is he'll let you do a dead work for a long time where you're so pain, you have so much pain from doing it and not producing something that you'll go, gosh, I don't ever want to do that again. Let me just say, Lord, I'll just, you tell me what to do. That's easier. You know, that's, that's better. It's I, so much I, better. I, I mean, like I, I literally, I had a three and a half year dead work. Um, and I was so burnout from it, not producing that I got a value system out of it. Hey, if it doesn't produce after a while, it's not holy to keep going. And I learned that from business now, yeah. you know, and the Lord was like, you know, Thomas, go all the way in, man, go all the way. Let me into every room of your heart and kill dead works and just get them out of there or to remove dead works, get them out of there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the truth is, is ministry can be full of dead works and idols. It's true. It's, 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 it's true. if you're, if you're aware of it, you can 
navigate. Yeah, but the problem is if you're not aware of it, this deception is that you don't know you're deceived. So like you could be chasing something and it feels holy. It feels Mm. like it's right. Right. It because you know we've weighed it the knowledge of good and evil. Well, well, it's good because it impacts the earth and it's a life submitted and surrendered. And man, I can travel. You know, we don't really say those things, but it's in our hearts. Well, I get to travel. I don't have to punch a clock. I can, I can go. If you're in ministry <laughs> for those things, you are in trouble. You are in <laughs> trouble. You are in lots of trouble because it's a lot more work, less money. But the Lord always takes care, and there's never. I I've not had a need that's gone unmet. Amen. The, and so, but the, the reality is, is that if, if you are being called out of the dark and out of the places where you've been working in secret and training and learning to be an intercessor, it's not just, you weren't just learning to be an intercessor. Your whole entire being was being transformed through different circumstances in that preparation. Right, right. But it, it, if you, if you were to get the ministry and the influence before you had the character developed through the circumstances of your life that you keep trying to get out of. And God's like trying to keep you in them. So you'll learn what he's doing in you and not what's happening to you. If you would just accept that I'm in hiding and I'm, I'm being groomed. I don't want it before it's time. And when it comes, it better not be me. It's gotta be him. And Everything I do must be governed by this understanding that I am to lead people back to my father. Everything Jesus did, he would turn and say, I do nothing except the father say for me to do it. I speak nothing unless the father speaks it to me first. Come on, Thomas. Can I tell you, can we share how we met? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, let's talk for a minute. Um, We're going to start wrapping up because we usually go an hour and I don't want to take all your time. I know you ministered before you came on here and I want to honor that, but. I want to I want to talk about this for a second, if you don't mind. Um, <clears throat> the thing we're always hearing about, you see people posting about it's like your next door and your next level and doors, 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 doors. And 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 this is the model I'm talking about, you know, that God's tearing down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I'm going to tell you something. I've been writing prophetic words and speaking prophetic words for 18 years. OK, and um, nobody's been reading them. <laughs> You know, that's not really true, but okay. I'm saying it until it wasn't time, you know, but, um, so I remember I I had was going to put a word in in the spirit fuel. Um, I had never met you. This was probably four years ago or something. And, and, um, I told you about that story, but so I, I knew who spirit fuel was. And then once God started kind of bringing me out a little bit publicly, um, a friend of mine now, published a word that I had. She was the first person that did it onto uh, Jennifer LeClaire's 365. Um, So that happened. And then after it happened, I'm like, this really is a media thing. So, um, but I remember I was going to try to get um, a word published and I couldn't get anybody to um, do anything. I said, this is what I said, Lord, if this is the the route you want me to go, then you have to do it. I'm not going to try it anymore. I'm not just, I'm not doing that. And, um, so it was even for spirit fuel, I couldn't get anybody to sign up. And um, so the Lord was like, okay, so you did what I said and you waited. And then um, I'll just take you to the person who created spirit fuel, <laughs> one of them and introduce you and bring you on the team. That really happened. Yeah, it did. He, he, he is definitely funneling his favor through relationships right now. It, there's things that I, I really worked hard for. I worked so hard for, for years 
and I could never manifest. I knew it was a holy desire. I knew God put it in my destiny, but like I could not get it. And then one day somebody says, oh yeah, I can do that for you. And it's 10 minutes. And what you try to get in years, just it's, it's the way he works. He redeems time. And it's like, it's as if, you know, you know, nothing's wasted. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah, Pursue relationships. If you want a ministry, figure out who you're supposed to minister to and go have a relationship with them. I mean, for real. I mean, if you're looking for an angel to show up at your door with an address to somewhere in in Haiti that you're supposed to go, you know, and you're, um, it's just not going to, you know, God, listen, here's the reality is that in the beginning, God gave him dominion to man. Okay. Jesus, because whatever a king says is law, Jesus even had to come as the son of man in order to manifest something super, but also natural. Okay. So dominion was given to men. So whatever God does in the earth, he does through men and women. Mm-hmm. And if you're expecting a ministry just to come out of nowhere, no, you need to go find some men and women that you're called to and go love on them and, and go minister, yeah. go minister to them, you know, and ministry is like been so far extruded that word yeah. ministry minister means should just mean to love them. How do they need to be loved today? Do they need an ear? Do they need hands laid on? Do they need, you know, go love them. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God with all your heart. If you will just do those things, you'll have a ministry. But I, we have to understand that everybody has a ministry. And, yeah. uh, and, the, yeah. and, you know, that insignificance is a lie for sure. So I, I really feel like this is like a calling out broadcast. Like you're calling people out and saying, okay, there's some shift that's happening to you. You're coming out a bit more visible, but here's some guidelines and here's some things. And that's um, good news because the Lord really wants a generation to be his hands and his heart. Amen. You know? Amen. And, 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 and so in wrapping that up, um, you know, stop looking for doors. Yeah. yeah that's stop good. looking for opportunity. Stop um, being an opportunist. And allow God. I mean this. I see That's so, so much strong. It. It's so offensive, but it's real. It's so true. Yeah. Because you know that those are some of the things that are being exposed in people's hearts, and and it's like God will bring it to you if you go about being about His business. He'll bring the things that are supposed to come to you to you when you're seeking out the kingdom. All of the things will be added to you, and including doors. If you're supposed to walk through a door, a kingdom door will come to you. And so, um, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I want to see people doing what they were created to do and help them get there. That's my heart and my passion. So, and And I know know. today, like what you're, don't worry about tomorrow's ministry. What is your ministry today? Like what, if, if you cannot call your dad or your, your, your mother and tell them, Hey, I'm just thinking about you. I love you. Or your brother or sister that you know, don't want to hear from you. If you cannot call them and tell them you love them. If you can't handle loving people that don't love you back the way you want, (laughs) you you don't belong in ministry, you know, as far as a, a vocation or a life, but you know, assignment. But the truth is, is, is there's evil in trying, I'm for planning, but there's evil in being so distracted with tomorrow that you, you miss what you're supposed to do today. It's the things you're supposed to do today that qualify you, that protect you and keep you and teach you things that are perseverance that will keep you where he wants to take you. Come on. So don't, don't forsake this day of small beginnings and don't forsake the, don't, don't, 
we got to learn to quit being escapist and try to escape all the hard circumstances. If you can't handle a, a, a wicked boss, then you can't go out and talk to a sinner who hates God and tell him God loves him. <laughs> hey, you got, you got to figure out today, Lord, what is it today that you want me to do? What's my ministry today? And really, if you want to go a step deeper, which we don't have time for, but we, we, there's a greater ministry than the ministry on our lives. We all have that, you know, Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, we all know their names because they had ministries, they had assignments, but there's an even greater ministry where you disappear and you participate in the ministry of Jesus. The ministry of Jesus was to reveal the father. Come if on. you get into that, all heaven will back you no matter what you say project. what he says, you do what he says. <laughs> he, it, he's there, so like walking good. it with you. It's a, remember, remember, the Holy Spirit's ministry was to edify Jesus, to show mm -hmm. to the people that yeah. there was power, there was transformative miracles and all these things. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit was to edify Jesus. The ministry of Jesus was to edify the Father. And you can have your ministry, and they're great. Or you can say, how do I do what Jesus did? Yeah. How do I go lay hands on people and then say, oh, by the way, that's my father. It's not me. <laughs> so, yeah. amen. God will entrust influence to the people that will point back to him and, and give him the, all the glory. Come on. Um, that's so good. I want to say, you know, um, thank you for coming on here. I'm honored to have you. Um, and that is what you do. And, I, and that's why God is bringing you to the forefront right now. Um, I just I'm glad I got a hold of you now before you get into demand. <laughs> That I, <laughs> it's already start. I got four work. I went from doing nothing. It's like, this is, by the way, this is the way God will work. And Monaco is, she probably laugh. You'll go for seasons, years of no doors. And then 100 at a time will open and you, he'll be like, pick one. And you're like, no, you pick one. And he's like, no, I'm waiting on you to walk through one so I can bless it. And you're like, no, I want, I don't want to choose the wrong one. You know? And he's, he's like, and it just gets into a whole nother level, but it's an adventure. Yeah. It's an adventure. Yes. Well, it's an honor to have you on here. Your heart is so pure and um, the anointing on your life. You do you do what you were talking about, and it, it's I very so. obvious. And God bless you. God bless your family. God bless your ministry a thousand mm -hmm. times. Um, I'm honored to, to know you and to be friends with you. So, I just wish we had more time. I do, too. <laughs> well, look, okay, so I'm going to bring you on again. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I'm good with it. Right, well, God, God bless you guys. You. Have Thank a great you. night. You too. Okay, guys, see you later. Take care. Love you. And I will see you again next Thursday night. Wasn't this powerful? Um, if you're coming on right now and you're watching the replay, please post your prayer requests. And um, and we will definitely, and I'll come back and read through those. And I know some people got healed on this broadcast. And I want to say this as well. Um, if you If you are watching this, Maybe it's the first time you've ever been on here and you're hearing us. Who are these weird people and what are they doing talking all this stuff? Well, we're talking about Jesus. Um, and I know you know who he is, but do you really know him? Um, if you don't know him, find out who he is. Um, find someone that knows him and um, start a relationship with Jesus. It's the reason that you're on this earth breathing. And when you come into that and you find it, everything's going to change. Everything that you've been looking for, everything you've been searching for, all the pains, all the wounds, he comes in, fills you up, and makes all things new. And it's truly what he does. He comes in and he makes you new. You know, I had a terrible, terrible life in my past. Um, and I wrote a book called Walking in Dominion. Um, and if you want to find out about that and read my story, you can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Um, but I'm telling you that to say... Um, you know, that the Lord transformed my life from a life of brokenness, drugs, um, just a, just 
at the bottom of the pond and he pulled me out and cleaned me up, set me free from drugs instantly, instantly. I never touched him again, brought all these wonderful people into my life. And I'm telling you, he can turn your life around too. So if you're broken and you're looking, or if maybe you're just not broken, but you you know there's something missing and you you haven't found it yet, I'm telling you the answer right now. Cry out to him. Ask him to reveal himself to you and invite him into your life to be your Lord and Savior. It'll change your life. So guys, um, thank you so much for coming on here. God bless you, and I'll see you next Thursday. Have a great night.